Our Old Testament reading is from Isaiah, the ninth chapter. The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who dwelt in the land of the shadow of death, upon them a light has shined. You have multiplied the nation and increased its joy. They rejoice before you according to the joy of harvest, as men rejoice when they divide the spoil. For you have broken the yoke of his burden and the staff of his shoulder, the rod of his oppressor, as in the days of Midian. For every warrior's sandal from the noisy battle and garments rolled in blood will be used for burning and fuel for fire. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulder, and his name will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and peace there will be no end. Upon the throne of David and over his kingdom, to order it and establish it with judgment and justice from that time forward, even forever. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The epistle reading is from Philippians, the third and fourth chapters. Brethren, join in following my example and note those who so walk as you have us for a pattern. For many walk, of whom I have told you often and now tell you even weeping, that they are the enemies of the cross of Christ, whose end is destruction, whose God is their belly, and whose glory is in their shame, who set their mind on earthly things. For our citizenship is in heaven, from which we also eagerly wait for the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, who will transform our lowly body, that it may be conformed to his glorious body, according to the working by which he is able even to subdue all things to himself. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Please rise for the gospel. A reading from St. Matthew, the 24th chapter. Immediately after the tribulation of those days, the sun will be darkened, and the moon will not give its light. The stars will fall from heaven, and the powers of the heavens will be shaken. Then the sign of the Son of Man will appear in heaven, and then all the tribes of the earth will mourn and they will see the Son of Man coming on the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. And he will send his angels with a great sound of a trumpet, and they will gather together his elect from the four winds, from one end of heaven to the other. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. In the name of Jesus, amen. Three snippets from the three readings that Pastor Adel already shared. First from Isaiah 9, verse 7 of the increase of his government and peace, there will be no end. From Philippians 3, for our citizenship is in heaven, from which we also eagerly wait for the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, who will transform our lowly body, that it may be conformed to his glorious body, according to the working by which he is able even to subdue all things to himself. And also from Matthew 24, And he will send his angels with a great sound of a trumpet. They will gather together his elect from the four winds, from the end of heaven to the other. Advent and Christmas peace in Christ to everyone. In our midweek services, we have been kind of enhancing our celebration of Christmas, ramping up to it with these four Sundays and four Wednesdays. In many ways, and what we're doing is, is making that celebration of Christmas so much more meaningful and, and important. 
And our theme this year has been to think about the different ways that Jesus has come into this world and the reasons why he's come into this world. Pastor Adel uh, taught us about Jesus coming in in the first midweek class, uh, lesson by focusing on the judgment as well as the justification of the world. In the next Wednesday service, I talked about Jesus coming to us personally, to our own hearts, uh, judging our own sin and justifying and forgiving us as well. In our third lesson, we looked at how the Lord Jesus is still coming to our neighbors and bringing them into God's kingdom. Tonight, we're going to look at something you might think is a little bit unusual, and that is the way Advent comes not only here on earth, but in a way also in heaven itself. There are people who are waiting for things to happen here on earth, and there are people who are in heaven waiting for things to happen there as well. And I want to begin by thinking about the waiting saints uh, on earth. Uh, or first of all, the waiting saints in heaven. When someone dies, a Christian in the faith, our assumption often is that that's it, everything's over, uh, they are in heaven, and it's all done. But it's really not that so if you listen closely to what the Bible says. There's no more waiting for them for their salvation. Um, their suffering, their struggle with sin and all of its difficulties is over. Christ has set them free from all of that by his own life and his death on the cross as a substitution for them, for us. They are, as Paul said, with the Lord. But that doesn't mean they're not waiting for something. They really are waiting for something. They are waiting for the resurrection of the body and for the final judgment. And in that sense, they are also, you might say, waiting for us, waiting for Jesus to come and bring that glory into this world and to bring everyone who believes in him into that new heaven and into that new earth. Maybe you could picture this whole thing in this way. Think of a large family of several different generations, and they're all going to go together to a beautiful vacation on, a, on an island somewhere. Some of those family members arrive early to the island, and, and, and some of them are going to arrive later. Those who arrive early to the island enjoy all the beauty and the blessings of the island, but it's just not complete. The rest of the family is not there. And the great celebration that will take place when they are all there is still to come. And so in a sense, in that sense, the saints in heaven are also experiencing their advent as well as they wait for that to happen. All of the prophets speak about God's coming into this world in just that way. They promise God's coming into the world for our salvation, but almost always in the same sentence, in the same paragraph, they leap ahead as well to the coming of Jesus on the last day. Take, for example, our reading from Isaiah chapter 9. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. He's talking about Christmas. 
He's talking about salvation coming to this world. He's talking about people coming to faith and finding forgiveness and being saved. But then he goes on a little bit further and he says, speaking of the establishment of the throne of David and judgment and justice from this time forward and even forever. And there we see how he's looking even beyond the things of this earth to the things of the new heaven and the new earth. Paul, in the lesson from Philippians, spoke about our citizenship being in heaven. And there are those who are already citizens of heaven. And yet, we and they wait for what Paul talked about, the glorious and final transformation of the body. And finally, Jesus, in his lesson from the Sermon on the Mount of Olives, Matthew 24, said that on that last day, the elect from the four winds will be gathered together. The Bible tells us that will include those who are living at that time as well as those who have died and are raised from the dead. All of that advent will finally be complete and everyone will be with the Lord together. It's the saints in heaven waiting. But we, as saints on earth, are also waiting as well. And I suppose it's certainly true to say that our waiting is certainly more difficult than, than theirs. Our waiting is still filled with temptation and trials and troubles and difficulty. We don't like waiting rooms, none of us. We want to arrive at our destination. But God wants us to know that while we wait in that way, we aren't being left behind at all. While the Bible never mentions whether or not the people in heaven can look back and see us, it does say that they are in the presence of the Lord. And in he the book of Hebrews, it describes that presence of the Lord as like a people in a great stadium. And they are these great witnesses to Christ and to us as well. Heaven encourages us to think of them and to see the destination that lies ahead for us so that we can fight the good Advent fight of faith, waiting on the Lord. Perhaps a word picture for this would be something like a person going to a tremendous, important athletic event. But maybe they're a little late and many others have arrived there before them. They're in the stadium. But some of you know this experience. As you're approaching the stadium, you can hear the cheers and you can hear the band playing and there's a spirit of, of great excitement. And even though you're still on the way and you might even be bumped and jostled by the crowd, you don't mind it because you sense that you are about to arrive at that place that you have been heading toward. And this is the way God wants us to think about our lives here on earth. The great thing about us who still wait for the Lord on this sin-fallen world is that we have the privilege of still being part of God's mission to bring the gospel to all, that many more, like Jesus said, all the elect from the four winds would be gathered together. God in this way strengthens us in our faith and in our love. And he uses us to call more and more people out of the darkness and into the light, out of the valley of the shadow of death 
and to that table that he has prepared for us, to that house of the Lord. Advent promises that this waiting will be fulfilled for us, and it encourages us, as I mentioned last Sunday, uh, that God is winning this war of, against sin and death and the devil. And when we feel discouraged at times, it's important for us to remember God's warnings that this kind of thing is to be expected. Again, from the sermon of Jesus, Matthew 24, because lawlessness will abound, the love of many will grow cold, but he who endures to the end shall be saved. And this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in all the world as a witness to all the nations, and then the end will come. And so that is what we are busy with and what we are privileged to do. Let the world rant and rave. The church of Jesus is here to preach and to save until he comes again. Amen.